Y'all, let me just say that I feel under pressure. <laughs> mm. I, I don't know what to say except to welcome y'all um, to another episode of Almost Blurred. This is your girl, Dove Cat, mm-hmm. with my pushy co-host. Oh, pushy. Me, JB. Yeah, you, JB. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we're back with another episode. I wonder if there's any piece of advice that I can give y'all. Oh, I got it. This is also for me. Christmas time is over. It's time to take down those Christmas decorations. Yes. 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 Mine are still up on the inside and the outside. But so, today is the last day. What we're hearing is Duff Cat is giving advice that she has not yet taken herself. That I'm going to take. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to take. I'm going to take and do it. Because tonight when I take the dog out, I'm going to. Well, actually, I don't even have to do it. So I'm going to cut off on his own. But I am going to unplug everything outside so it doesn't cut back on. And then tonight on the inside, I am going to unplug all the Christmas decoration. And then that's I'm, it. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. But I was telling my husband, I was like, I don't want to take them down. I well, don't want before, to. I, I have a question for you. I didn't, it's not, this wasn't a part of my normal um, itinerary. Oh, Lord. Episode. But it came to mind because I was just thinking about how all of the things that were really shunned when I was growing up, as it relates to nerdy things, have uh-huh. been are fully acceptable now. Okay. Like anime, comic book stuff, like all these things. And I okay. just wonder, I always wonder how, did you ever feel like you couldn't really talk about some of the nerdy things you liked and fear that it made you a nerd in school to potentially get picked on or something like that? I think that's like, I never really felt like that. Well, no, I'll take that back. I felt like that because a lot of stuff I enjoyed, I never shared. Because, you know, for somebody saying something wild or saying like, just to protect myself, I feel like I've done that. Right. Um, cause I've always enjoyed things like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. I've always enjoyed, but like the people around me, people around mm-hmm. us, all of them didn't enjoy that type of stuff. And had I right. known that you had enjoyed stuff like that, we probably could have connected even, you know, more on that type of stuff back then. Um, I do think one thing I noticed, I know I brought this up a little while ago and I don't know if I've said it to you, definitely said it to my husband. Um, but now that I'm noticing... Cause like I've always liked comic book stuff too, like the Batman mm-hmm. movie, Superman. Like I've always enjoyed yes. that type of stuff too, and like I've noticed that now they're doing that type of thing for girls, and they're making them girly. Like so, <laughs> for example, like say you have like a Hulk shirt. Yeah. Well, no, let's say we have like a Hulk. I don't know. Watch, mm-hmm. they might have the green and the black or whatever in the purple, but then they also have it in like a girlier, more feminine combination of colors that make mm-hmm. it makes it cool for like little girls who like to wear that type of stuff. I think to entice them to wear it because it's girly and they mm-hmm. like that type of thing. And I was just like, I was, I was. They didn't do that when I was younger, or at least I don't remember them doing it when I was younger because it just would have been the Hulk and whatever form he is in. Um, Lord Caleb's video games going off in the background, but it just would have been black, purple, and green is all that we would have gotten. But now little kids have all types of color combinations that make them feel comfortable, you know, to wear it. So I can see a little girl, she loves the Hulk, um, and they don't have any She-Hulk, but they do have, I don't know, Hulk earrings. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, so she can wear that and enjoy it now. Yeah, I was I was just randomly thinking about that because I think that a lot of people have a lot of negative things to say about this this resurgence 
of comic book films. Cause I say it that way because we did get them when we were growing up, but just not to this, you know, at, mm-hmm. at this frequency. But I credit this stuff for making a lot of the things that I grew up with, that I wanted to talk about, that other people felt like wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. Because it's taken over. Like movies we are we anticipate Marvel films more than most other films when they come out. Or like the fact that um what is it? Demon Slayer, the anime released in theaters and it made money that eclipsed some of the other films that were coming out. Right. Is insane. And while over in Japan that was never a thing that was like uncommon over here it was. So I, I was just thinking about it just because I, I feel like if there was ever a time where I felt like I was being raised during this time, it's probably for that reason. Mm-hmm. Like, because I mean, my cousins and I, we would all nerd out and then occasionally people at school would talk about it, but it was never something that I think a lot of people felt comfortable saying. Like, uh, like being an anime fan was a secret for a lot of people. Like, they felt like they couldn't really say that. Like it, because people talked about it like, oh, that's dorky. I'm like, okay, well, I was a dork. And I'm okay with that. But Right, me too. But as you know, I just feel like kids these days have a luxury that a lot of people didn't feel comfortable having back then. And I'm jealous. I'm just a little bit jealous. But I love it for them, though. Me too. Because there's so many things that growing up we didn't feel comfortable doing that this newer generation does, like without a second thought. And so they, they have a certain level of freedom and liberation now that we never had. And mm-hmm. I just feel like hopefully it is setting up this newer generation to be even better than we were. Cause I imagine that our parents probably thought the same thing about us growing up. Like there were so many things that they couldn't do, maybe legally couldn't do uh-huh. that we could. And now we're looking at people being more of themselves in their generation than we felt comfortable doing so oh no it just came to mind i'll just we we wouldn't even have a podcast like this oh no we wouldn't have a podcast at all because period um, not a thing but mm-hmm. <laughs> you know if if it was a thing this probably wouldn't have happened because there were so many people who were just not in the spaces where they felt comfortable about it. i think that's why people like ev and um straw hat goofy and them they <laughs> They came out during a time where there was a need for it. Yes, and they filled that gap. There was a gap. need, mm-hmm. and they filled that gap. They were the first ones to really take on that mantle, regardless of what people were going to say, because they sat back and said, I know I'm not the only one. And now you have like Straw Hat Goofy working for Disney now, doing things. And it's crazy because really, like, you think about it. Sometimes I like I have like this problem where it's just like sometimes you just kind of feel like you're the only person uh-huh. that is like kind of going through something or enjoy something. So you kind of you don't you don't always like kind of share it and let it out, you know, to the world. But technically, it's just like I think I call him Eric Voss since I'm not allowed to call him EV anyways. But <laughs> Eric Voss and Strawhead <laughs> Goofy is just like they're just you can tell they love it. Uh-huh. And what happens is, is you have like-minded people who also love it. And mm-hmm. we're looking for somebody to kind of be like, whoa, wow, yes, this, mm-hmm. I love doing this type of stuff. Or I love listening to this type of stuff, but they don't, they're, it wasn't out there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like, I don't know. I think sometimes niche things kind of get like a bad rap, but it's almost kind of just like, nah, there's a whole bunch of people 
and it may not even necessarily be niche, but it's like a whole lot of people who kind of enjoy the same things that we enjoy, like the talks and stuff that we do. And I don't know. You're right. We kind of do have the freedom to kind of do that now and kind of lean into this nerdiness, dorkiness of this mm-hmm. whole comic book TV show type of situation that we got going on here. So, I mean, I don't know. I think it's dope. And I hope that um that even more people have the freedom to come and do what it is that they like and enjoy, even after all of this. After this. So and this can we, like, be... Trendsetters or anything like that, but, <laughs> you know, just people, more people feel comfortable to share it. I, I feel like this is a good word of advice for people. There are people everywhere, ourselves included, that wonder... Will anybody listen to this? Will anybody buy this? Will anybody watch this? There's always someone out there. There's someone waiting for someone to do exactly what you're thinking about doing. That's it. And mm-hmm. they just need you to start. Yep. So if you're ever thinking about it, being really hesitant about it, just do it. Yeah, that's it. Just do it. Okay. And when you like when you love doing it, mm-hmm. like and people can tell that you love talking about it, then they're mm-hmm. automatically just gonna start listening because they can tell this is not something that you're just doing for monetary mm-hmm. gain or anything like that. It's because you actually enjoy it and just want to share. Really mm-hmm. It's really it. Like because EV is a perfect example. You can see the excitement oh, yeah. in his face when mm-hmm. he is teaching someone something, doing a breakdown, or why giving us a live reaction to something. I can't even count the amount of times where he throws his hands on his face. Oh my like, god! Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but, and he, it's oh, like it's not an act. You can tell mm, this is him. This mm-hmm. is him. This is him. So. All right. Well, I guess we can use that to move right on in to blurdy news. Okay, blurdy news. All right. So I'll let you choose. Are we going DC first or are we going Marvel first? Let's go with DC. Okay. Because I don't ever, I hardly have anything positive to say about them. (laughs) Well, we can start off with James Gunn has already started hinting at his first DC show with him at the helm of things. Show. Okay, not movie, mm-hmm. but show. Okay. Yes. So basically he said, um, he made a post that said, My Day wrote one third of an unannounced DC TV show, okayed 100 visual effects shots, did reference acting for Rocket, and gave editing notes for volume three, and had two big DC studio meetings. So they already own something. He's like, let's go ahead and get this going. I don't know what series it would be, but I mean, seeing what he did with Peacemaker, I'm already excited for whatever it might be, especially I think right now because they're washing things. Mm -hmm. There's a certain level of excitement that I have now because it's like, okay, this is separate. I'm going to watch a film that's not going to be incredibly dark. I'll be able to see it. You know, things are not going to be randomly moving in slow motion. You know, a lot of these things that this not a verse gave us, I feel like will be gone and they can truly reinvent themselves to some capacity. Yeah, that's true. Can I just say, I was thinking about this today when I was on the road to Goldsboro um, to meet up with my family. And I was just thinking about, I was just like, and this is so random that you bring that up, but I was just like, maybe DC can get away from this dark artsy type of spin on comic book films uh-huh. and trying to be all deep and all that craziness that they're trying to do be all spooky deep and 
they need to brighten it up a little bit. Because I was just thinking about the Batman with Robert mm-hmm. Pattinson and stuff and like how dark it was even during the day. It was gloomy. Just, it was mm-hmm. all that, right? And I was just like, well, maybe they can get away from this artistic crap and just kind of give us a generic run-of-the-mill basic comic book film with a budget of about 200 mil and just do what it's going to do. That's it. Mm-hmm. I, I think that they were working so hard to be the extremely, the extreme opposite of everything that Marvel was doing that it started to work as a di- at a disadvantage for them. Like, mm-hmm. and then I, I know that certain people have their own like aesthetic, but it's like Zack Snyder didn't try to not make everything look like him. It, like because he didn't try to, right? He had to, it had to be that way, and I think that when you when you're in a position like he is, or James Gunn is a perfect example, there should be certain, some type of flexibility and versatility there with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. If it all looks exactly the same, then it's like, okay, this is killing me. Uh, hell, even Quentin Tarantino can give you something. You know a Quentin Tarantino movie when you see it, but like when Kill Bill came out, it felt completely different than other things that they did. Mm-hmm. There's Quentin Tarantino was definitely still there. It was present in what it was, but it didn't feel like you were watching Pulp Fiction or something. Right. To your to your point, to I want to go all over what you just said. To that thing mm-hmm. with James Gunn, I am excited as well. And um, to see what he's going to do. I'm curious about what show it is. I bet you it's some obscure mm-hmm. character that DC owns, but nobody, <laughs> nobody really knows mm-hmm. much about. Um, that's about to get pushed to the main screen, main pushed up mainstream, um, and get some notoriety and popularity, right? Um, and he's gonna make it funny because that's what he does, and I'm excited to see what's going on. But to your point about like you're right about Quentin Tarantino, I think about all the films that I've seen, and they are like I've seen Pulp Fiction years ago, but more so, um, Kill Bill I haven't seen in a while, but recently Django was probably the last thing that I saw of him saw of his and it's like yes you can tell that it is a quentin tarantino film but the vibe the tone of the movie is just kind of different right and you're right like Zack snyder everything was dark it's like you when you've seen one Zack snyder film you've seen them all when you've seen like mm-hmm. one Michael Bay film, you've seen them all. Like they all mm-hmm. are the same thing, the same tone, even if it's just like different characters to work with or different um, body of work to work with, like script, all it won't matter because you're going to know it's a Zack Snyder film, period. Mm-hmm. I bet you even if he was doing like a romantic comedy, it would still be dark as hell. Because it wouldn't be a romantic comedy. It was like, they'd be dead. <laughs> Somebody died. Everybody so died. It'd be like a Nicholas Sparks, uh, Nicholas Sparks movie, but in the Zack Snyder universe. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, like you're right though. Like if you go back and look at Sucker Punch, go back and look at Three Hundred, go ahead and look at Army of the Dead on Netflix. Look at all of these DC films. They all feel the same. They literally could exist in the same universe. Mm-hmm. And like so, maybe that's what I'm, DC was trying to do to kind of make it cohesive. Mm-hmm. But it's it's, it's cohesive just, with everything right and it's just it's dark in tone dark in picture just dark so I'm, mm-hmm. i don't know that's one thing too like not saying that comic book films and like i don't know maybe this is just marvel kind of spoiling me but everything doesn't have to be so dark all the time and like mm-hmm. i even think back to the early days of like batman they weren't dark films mm-hmm I mean, they just weren't. Because a film, a film could be dark, 
in delivery and not be dark as a visual. Right. Like, I think like, about- In his mind, it's like, you gotta be, let, let, let's turn off all the lights and then film. Right. This is not Billy. I, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, it has been a while since I've seen that. But no, I think about to like Val Kilmer, who was my, in my opinion, probably the worst Batman. His film was dark. Just some of the mm-hmm. things that they were dealing with in that film, right? But tonally, it was dark. But if the film, it wasn't dark, if y'all catch my drift. You catch what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, um, I'm excited to see what James is going to be doing. Um, Because, mm-hmm. honestly, the DC needs some levity. Well, they need something. So, so since we're already talking about James Gunn, there's also a report that James Gunn will not be fully re- rebooting the DC Snyderverse. What they mean by that is, so there are going to be some characters that they know will not change. Like Margot Robbie. With them all. We know she ain't going nowhere. Right. Harley Quinn. She he is absolutely in love with her as Harley Quinn. There's no way he's not going to keep moving forward with her as that character. We already know that John Cena's Peacemaker ain't going nowhere. We know that there's supposed to be a second season of that. It almost feels like some of these villains will just stay. <laughs> oh or Shazam. There haven't really been talks about getting rid of him. We've heard Warner Woman, we've heard Superman, we've heard Batman, we have heard an Aquaman, but we haven't heard anything about Shazam being wiped clean either. But they also say, um, let's see, where was it at? Um, they are talking about, wait, I just lost it. Okay, lost come it. Come back, come back, come back, come back, come back. Okay. So, you know, they've already been rumored. Jason Moore, you know, might not be Aquaman anymore, but people are talking like he's going to be Lobo, which visually would be perfection. Um, but there's a strong possibility that Blue Beetle will not be changed because mm. Blue Beetle is getting a lot of positive reactions from it. Like these early screenings have been talking like this is this is a home run for them and they need a home run. Now we know Ezra's gone. Is he? Ezra needs to go. Oh, you, he needs I don't think he's going to bring him back. He can't. Let me tell you I, something. I strongly doubt. James Gunn is already on thin ice. He really can't do much else. I I mean, after that comment that kind of got him in trouble way back around the 9-11 times and barely getting back in to do um, Guardians, then you over here at DC and Ray Fisher already done tucked on them white edges. You can't. (laughs) You can't. But didn't you send me a report of them wanting to keep Ezra? Mm Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. You didn't see me. I thought I saw something that they were trying, they were going to hold on to him or they were thinking about, and this could be rumored. There was rumored that they were going to hold on to him or think about keeping him because he hadn't gotten in any, any trouble lately. Oh, I hadn't seen that. Oh, wait, they, did I send it? Maybe I sent it to you on a TikTok and you didn't look at it. This could be true because y'all, full transparency, like there'd be some days and I'd be like TikToking and then there'd be some days and I don't and Dovecat will send you 15 and I'll be scrolling. I'm like, okay, I feel like I've seen this. Or maybe I haven't seen this or whatever. And then I'll forget. And then I'll still send her another one. This is the same as the one that she's already sent me. Um, but yes, 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 trash, yes. She, even sent, she even sent me a video that was about people not looking at the TikToks that they get sent. And let me tell y'all yes. something. I'm going to keep sending them until he yep. says stop. Because I don't care. You can always tell the days when I'll be, I'll be really TikToking because I'll go all the way from the top and I'll just start <laughs> reacting <Yep>. and responding. <laughs> yep. 
I'm gonna keep sending them, y'all. I don't care if he don't respond. I'm gonna keep sending them. Oh, this is what you were talking about. I just came across an article talking about it. it said, according to a new report from Variety, some executives are amenable to continuing with Ezra Miller in the role of the Flash moving forward, given the actor has stayed out of trouble since beginning mental health treatment this past. I mean, if he there, then he better not be still in trouble. Exactly. Let me tell you something. But um, your boy. James Gunn came through and said, I hereby debunk it. <laughs> uh, James Gunn's like, not on my watch. Uh-uh. <laughs> and then somebody was like, somebody actually tweeted him and said, can you discuss at all the report from Variety in regards to Ezra Miller, the notion that your slate is only three years worth of projects? And he said, I don't know what's out there about Ezra, but our slate is eight to 10 years, but we will only be announcing some of it this month. So he's basically letting us know that Ezra is not in the plan. Yeah, he <laughs> better not be. Really dumb. It would be really dumb for you to get rid of Henry Cavill, but keep him. Mm. It'd be really, really dumb. Mm. For the sake of, man, let me tell y'all something now. I done told y'all. I done told y'all. I ain't watching this Flash movie when it come out. I ain't paying for it. I can tell you that. No, I'm definitely not paying for it. Definitely might have to get with you to see what you be looking at, but uh-uh. 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 Let's see. What else do we have here? Okay, so your boy. Who's my boy? Dwayne Johnson has found himself um, in the hot seat yet again. Um, He made a video, apparently. Well, one, there were reports that were hitting the net that he had a meeting with Warner Brothers as he was trying to pitch his Black Adam 2, and that meeting did not go very well. I think that he thought that this slate that James Gunn and Peter, whatever his last name is, was planning, had him right there because he just feels like this Black Adam movie was such a massive success to him. Um, he went online. He did not specifically say what he was talking about. He's just speaking all like trying to be all deep and stuff. This is what he said in his little video that he posted on Twitter. I thought I wanted to share with you guys. There's a good friend of mine named Inky Johnson. You guys should follow him. He's always got great perspective, grounding perspective. He keeps it raw. He keeps it real. He says something that was really profound that I feel ties into this whole thing. He talked about having the guts to fail. And the reason why I bring that back around to you guys is having the guts to fail compared to having the desire to be famous, having a desire to succeed. But I have found in life that the desire to become famous, the desire to succeed would never be as powerful as having the guts to fail. And I love that because I look back at my own life and around every corner still today. Look, I'm a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I'm 58,000 years old, but I still have that. And that's my lead foot. I'm just having the guts to feel around every corner, and that leads my decisions. That allows me to take big swings, get my ass kicked on some of them, fail at some of them, but then also succeed at some of them. So I will always take guts over desire. Have a great week, and let's get after that. This is our year, 2023, guts over desire. To me, this screams in not so many words, well, a lot of words because that was 90 seconds of him talking. But it screams, I went into Warner Brothers office and I pitched a sequel to a movie that did not do well. And they told me no because it did not do well. And now he feels like these people only have the desire to be big, famous, and succeed when you should want to do things because you never know how it's going to work out. 
and he's the rock and you should want to do things just because he asked for it what are your thoughts on your boy well first if y'all are not familiar with inky johnson inky johnson is a um motivational speaker um he used to play for tennessee state university that's the orange right Mm -hmm. um Anyways, he used to play for Tennessee State University. He got injured on a play. Um, his right arm was paralyzed, and he can no longer play football. And from then on, he's been kind of like a motivational speaker type of situation. Um, so to all that jibber-jabber, uh, wonk-wonk that the Rock is talking about, isn't this the same guy that didn't want to play in the sandbox with Shazam, who's in the same family as his? Uh-huh. That's the same guy, right? The same one who mm-hmm. wanted to go up against um, Superman. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the only big bag that he wanted to play with in the sandbox. And so I wouldn't be surprised if Warner Brothers was like, cool, we can give you a two if you have Shazam in it and he didn't want it. I can see all of that. I just think that this his inability to get out of his own way, and his this ego driven situation is is a problem for me. Yeah, because this all it is is ego. Yeah, this is definitely it. And I think that he really thought that he had the type of power to come in and regulate stuff sir you i mean don't get me wrong like i'm not gonna sit here and act like Dwayne the rock johnson ain't like a big deal or a celebrity in his own right but sir there ain't no way you're gonna be able to go into warner brothers one who's having issues financially anyway and demand or pitch a, a black adam too when the first one wasn't even profitable like saying that it was a, a personal success to you is not the same in this capitalist society that we live in at the end of Especially the day Warner based Brothers, on the reports the false reports that he was talking about it being a financial success like right like let's really say, dig in deep to try to make this seem like it would it did what it needed to do it did, not. And it did not do what it needed to do like if you didn't make basically he made all the money that he was gonna make before black panther came out after black panther came out there was no way that they were going to get a return on their investment if they hadn't already and they did they never did and the one thing that i know is that these movie studios at the end of the day want to make money that's it and that's all they're not in they're not in the business of doing passion projects and although you may love black adam you may love the character and everything that he represents and that you love them so much and um because he was a poc or what have you that's great in the grand scheme of things it don't matter because you were not successful they're not gonna bet on you a second time when you didn't deliver the first mm-hmm. Dwayne. completely agree completely agree well hopefully this means that he'll shut up now i want he him not. to just kind of go away i need for him to leave no one is caring at this point you're, you're making yourself look bad like he made himself look bad when he caught himself speaking out all negatively about what wb was doing and then now you go talk to james gunn you come out of the meeting saying oh this is great and then you go there again because you're like well i need for the basically i hear him saying i need for y'all to make my movie I don't know what y'all are planning on doing, but I need for this to be a part of this late. You don't have that type of power. Mm-hmm. Do you sell tickets when it comes to action films? Yes. Making a film that is expected to be nonsense like Fast and the Furious is not the same as making a film like DC, like a DC comic or a Marvel film where you have people who actually do want a little bit of substance there and they want to be yeah. playing those characters to be able to convey that substance. No, get, get and out you, here. my friend, nah. you, my friend, are just the Wayne, the Wayne, Dwayne, the Rock Johnson, cosplaying as Black Adam with a budget. 
Like she couldn't recoup pop calls for, but hey. Right. Like, come on. This debate has been going on long enough about, I just feel like all the roles that I've seen The Rock in is The Rock cosplaying as somebody else Uh and not him stepping into the shoes of this character and being somebody completely and totally different. I guess it's what he thought he was doing with Black Adam and that was not the case. At all. Well, since we talked, we did mention Ezra. I'm going to go ahead and this is going to be my last bit of information about DC. And this has nothing to do with Ezra. It's about replacing him. So this particular article created a list of 12 actors that they think could be a good replacement for Ezra Miller. Now I'm going to have a look up these white people. Go ahead. So the first one is Alex Wolf. Alex Wolf plays Spencer in Jumanji. Welcome to the Jungle. Now I got to look. Um, this is why they say that they, he, they think he could be. They said the actor's proven versatility should come in handy if he ever gets to play the DCU. Um, Barry Allen, considering the complex nature of his character, which we've never gotten to see on screen because Snyder. Um, so I've never seen him before. Well, I remember him from Hereditary, but I don't. That's it. Okay, and I so know you still, probably didn't the same guy. Hereditary. I'm mm-hmm. looking because I was like, wait a minute, because you were I, this this guy. I see. Okay, mm-hmm. and when you said Hereditary, I'm like, all right, I'm looking at the right guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess. So the next one is Lucas Teal. You know Lucas Teal from playing Havoc in the X-Men First Class movie. I think ah. he was in this, yeah. Yeah, he was the one that was shooting the beans out of his chest. Got it. They had him, but they said that I guess Barry Allen in the comments stands about five, eight, five, nine. So he's a little guy. So got it. He's he's standing at five nine. They think that he's shown that he can be kind of charming and stuff like that with you. Any character, anyone conveying a character should have some level of charm for us to isn't buy he, into what they're doing. Isn't he in MacGyver? I did a MacGyver mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next person, I have no clue who he is. I've never seen him before in my life. Um, <laughs> his name is George McKay. Apparently, he has done a great job in a film called 1917. Um, I don't no know who he is. I have no opinion about whether or not he could do this. Um, He's British. He did his face ain't screaming Barry Allen to me, but whatever. That guy was Dylan Minette. Um, I think that's how you pronounce his name. He was the main guy from 13 Reasons Why. He was also in the, the screen reboot. <gasps> he played Clay in 13 Reasons Why. They were like, they he think he might be good. Fitzgerald Grant Jr. the third or whatever he was in Scandal. He was the one that got killed. Oh, I didn't. You didn't watch Scandal? Scandal wasn't my thing. And, uh, anyway, mm-hmm. well, y'all know. Uh, if you I have watch- a hard time looking at Kerry Washington's mouth doing things. You sound like my cousin. Anyways, Dylan was Fitz's only son, his oldest son that was murdered, mm. was shot. It wasn't f- but on Fitz. Fitz, is that the president? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Great chemistry with Kerry Washington. Great chemistry. All right. So the next one was shocking on the list. It was Justice Smith. Justice Justice Smith Smith is the black guy who was in the Detective Pikachu movie. He was in Jurassic World, uh, Fallen Kingdom. He was also in the show The Get Down on Netflix. Mm -hmm. He's dating the guy from... um, Queen Sugar. Queen Sugar. Mm -hmm. I don't know yet. Um, They did do kind of like some race swapping in the the Flash TV series because Mm -hmm. Iris is black, Barry's white, their child... Would be mixed. mixed. And then Wally West ended up being Iris's biological brother, and he ended up, he was black too. He was the gay dude that was in Love, Victor, and Love, Simon, and stuff like that. Oh, okay. 
So it could work. I feel like people would probably lose their shit, but I don't think he's a bad actor, but I can't say that I've seen, I look at him and see superhero film yet, but I also can't say that I look at the guy from um, the Flash TV series. He came from Glee to that, and Mm -hmm. I would have never saw that, but he was, he's literally a perfect Barry Allen. Um, I'm looking at this Justice. Justice is 27 years old. To me, he plays a lot younger, and I don't know if it's because some of the roles that I've seen him in, he's just been younger than the 27 that he is. Um, he does have some melanin, so that might lend itself to that. Um, I can't, I don't know. He seems kind of young to me, even though he's 27. So, I don't know. It also depends on what if they're going with a younger version of Superman, does that mean that we're going to be getting younger versions of other heroes as well? Hmm. Guess we'll find out. The next person they threw in here, which I'm going to definitively say no, is Joseph Quinn. Joseph Quinn, I know him from Stranger Things. He played Eddie Munson in season four of Stranger Things. I'm not saying that he's a bad actor, but I don't visually see him being Barry Allen. I mean, I don't even see Ezra being Barry Allen. So I. But we also still don't see him as the Flash, and he's been in the suit. Like we've looked at him in the suit. He asked the flash. We're like, eh, still don't like you. So I don't know. Then the next person is Darren Barnett. Darren Barnett. I know him from a Netflix show called Never Have I Ever. But apparently he also had a role briefly on Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I can kind of see him a little bit, but it's harder for me to visualize it with him being a brunette. I just, mm. in my mind, imagine that he would have more of like a dirty blonde or some type of hair, well, not something that dark, but hair dye can do that. That's true. I mean, they died. Well, they didn't die Chris Evans. They definitely gave him a um, a lace front. But, okay, uh, so this one you may or may not like. I think um, you will correct me if I say his name wrong, so please do. Uh, Shamik Moore. Wait a minute. The guy who does the voice of Spider into the uh I'm a Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? No thanks. No <laughs> damn way. No way. I just throwing it out there. That's what they threw in here. And then this no. next one is Nick Robinson. I feel like I've seen him in something who? else. Nick Robinson. Nick Robinson. Mm-hmm. I feel like I I've seen saw Oh him. yeah. He was the guy. Who's the guy from Love Simon? He's the main guy in Love Simon. God, where I just saw him. I just saw him in something. Was it Jurassic Park or something? Yeah, he was in the first Jurassic World film. Yeah, that's because mm-hmm. it was just on TV. I just saw him. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I know him from Love Simon, um, but they threw him out there as an option. Um, I don't know if I hate that one. I don't hate it. Look wise, I mean. Yeah. The next one, we have. Three more. Next one is Dylan O'Brien. I know him from The Maze Runner, uh, but apparently he was also in the Teen Wolf series on uh, MTV. He was. I never watched that, but I've heard mixed things about it. (laughs) He was also the voice of Bumblebee Mm -hmm. before he lost it. Oh. In the Bumblebee movie. Mm -hmm. I don't know if y'all seen it. Bumblebee was probably one of the best Transformer movies they have out to me. Oh my gosh. It was. And guess who was also in it? Angela. Kate Bishop. Oh, Reebok. Kate Bishop for Reebok? Yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. Some of the parts with her diving are debatable. Yeah. But, um, but it was actually like a very, very solid film that no one would ever see. And then they went from that to going back to doing the terrible other thing. So I think that that's going to be a, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that one. But 
This next one is um, Rudy Pankow. Um, he was in a Netflix show called Outer Banks. Oh, wow, really? He played a young Sam Drake. Oh, Nathan Drake is the brother. Never mind. So, um, I don't know if you watched, but Uncharted is a video game movie. Well, it was a movie based off a video game and Sam Drake plays Nathan Drake's older brother and he played the younger version of Sam Drake in the Uncharted film so I don't know he looks like he should be playing somebody evil in something like he gives me villain vibes but that's that's all I can say about that one all right last person on the list is Harris Dickinson who was that? Um, he, they say he's known best for his roles in The Kingsman and Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. He played Prince Philip. I did not watch the sequel to Maleficent because I hated the first one and I was one of the only people who hated the first one. You really hated the, the first one? Oh gosh, passionately. Well, I didn't like, okay. I thought that Angelina Jolie was great as the evil Maleficent. But when she was being like the goody version of it, I hate it because it felt like an act. Like, because she was trying so hard to be so good. Mm-hmm. And she was supposed to be good. And it just felt so fraudulent, even before she became the evil one. It was just drove me insane. I could not. When they said that they were coming out with another one, I was like, absolutely not. And then, you know, they're making a third. Child. They getting them. Look, Angelina getting them Disney chicks. Um, okay. Harris Dickinson. Mm-hmm. I saw him in. Where the Crawdad Sings. I don't think I've seen that. I told you to. I told you you should watch it because I was curious about your opinion on it. Okay. Anyway, Is it on like HBO Max or something? It was on, where did I, I watched it on Apple TV, but it looks um, like it's on Netflix now. Okay. Yeah, I might be able you to, to watch pay for that it. Then. But um, I tell you what, he was a, 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 a asshole on that <laughs> and deserved everything that happened to him. So... I don't know if I can see him as Barry Allen, but I guess. I don't know. Maybe he can be the reverse Flash. All right. So that ends our DC talk. Got a couple of Marvel articles and we can get into a homework. Okay. First, uh, Kristen Ritter. Kristen Ritter is the one who played Jessica Jones in the Jessica Jones series from Netflix. Okay. Okay. I'm with you. Apparently, she's on social media and she posted pictures of her in the gym working out which naturally had people speculating that maybe she was getting herself in shape to prepare to return to the role of Jessica Jones in potentially a reboot of her series like they're doing with Daredevil. Or maybe she will be making an appearance in the Daredevil series. I actually think she was actually a good uh, Jessica Jones, but... She wasn't built and just like that's what I understand. She, she can go away. <laughs> like, like she can. I just don't see I don't see it for her. I don't see it for Jessica Jones coming back, especially with Marvel already trying to rein back things a little bit to try to do more quality material outside of all this other stuff. So I don't see it for her, but I think people were just excited to see her. That's weird. They're excited to see her working out. Yeah. I can't like girl. She wasn't, I don't know. I didn't watch Jessica Jones. I probably won't watch Jessica Jones because it just seems real dry, even though I know that at some point we will watch it for this podcast. Um, I think you'll she, like this first season, but the second season just didn't do it for me. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it and um, 
I don't see where she's worked out. I'm looking off on her Instagram. Like, what is she doing? Stretching? Like, I don't know. That's the. Why would you be? If you're working out for a Marvel role, what you're not going to be doing is taking pictures of yourself in a regular gym. Nah. Because that's not how Brie Larson got in shape going to the fitness connection up the road. (laughs) (laughs) She was not. She was in I see Kamal working out at the Planet Fitness (laughs) on the elliptical. Like, (laughs) those things didn't happen. Very true. So probably not. The amount of working out that you're doing for that role, you ain't going to be going there by yourself at any time. Mm-hmm. You working out with a trainer consistently for months. Because they're paying for it. That part. Okay? <laughs> they're paying for it. Which I thought was interesting that they made Kamal get buff when one, mm-hmm. they could have just put him in a suit, a muscle suit like yeah. they do everybody else. And, but he, and, he, and his costume didn't call for it. Did it show his muscles I, like I, that? I bet you there were probably some scenes that they filmed where he might have been shirtless. I have a oh. feeling because, but plus, I think maybe the more they bulk up naturally, the less they have to try to fit it into the actual suit to make it look like they're oh. being. I'm hoping. All right. So next one. It has officially been announced when Black Panther Wakanda Forever will be available for streaming on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. It will be available for streaming on Disney Plus starting on February the first. The beginning of Black History Month. Which I think is... And this release date marks the longest it has taken for a Marvel film to get to streaming on Disney+. Plus. It will be 82 days. The previous record for this was 70 Days by Shang-Chi. I mean, well, honestly, if we're if we're being if we're being honest, Black Panther, like you said earlier, has been still performing since it's been released. Mm-hmm. So they're going to mm-hmm. try to get all the coins they can before they put it on streaming. And if it's still yeah. steadily making money, I mean, to me, it makes sense. I don't know. Let me see what their total is at now. I think it's worldwide. It's like 800 and something million. Mm. It looks like right now. I don't know if this has been updated, but the last time this was updated, it shows that the global box office is at 825 million for a had film that had a budget of 200 million. China would it would have sent it over a billion. billion mark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn, it would have China. definitely. But so there's that. Okay, so I've been seeing these, and I'm not probably I'll probably send some of these to you at a later date. By later date, I mean when we're done recording, um, because there's a lot of pictures, a okay. lot of concept art has been coming out about Doctor Strange that has been scrapped. One, apparently it was actually supposed to be a, um, originally it was going to be a, uh, what's her name? Wanda solo film. It was not supposed to be a Doctor Strange movie. He may have been making an appearance, but I don't know. They, I guess for the direction that they were trying to go in, they felt like it made more sense to kind of put it under that. I don't know. I feel like if it was just her, it would have gotten a lot of pool. They also said that in the original, um, thing, um, Nightmare was supposed to be in it, which makes sense when you listen to parts of the script, because I I kind of go back and look at clips of that movie often. And, you know, her always talking about, you know, she dreams about her children every night. That's how she knows they exist. And she, you know, she wakes up to this, the same nightmare all the time. Like it, it would have played into it very well if they would have went that route. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of scenes that have been scrapped. <laughs> Like um, scenes about the incursion that um, got taken out. Let me see. Um, is this the, the link to it? Yes. I'll send you this. Let me just send you this link. I'm going to put it in the chat. 
So, like, some of these were supposed to be... Um, I think the original concept for the movie was actually supposed to put them in, like, this incursion universe or something mm-hmm. where things were, like, going to shit. So some of the pictures that the concept art are showing you was what it looked like in that place. Yeah, like, we're doing real, real dark. It did. Really, really dark. But... I don't know. Considering to me, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was probably one of the weaker films. It wasn't terrible, but it was mm-hmm. definitely one of the weaker films. It probably could have benefited from them actually giving us the original script. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because... Definitely. Um, speaking of scripts that have been released, well, not released, um, but did you know they had released their original script or their original idea for Black Panther 2? Mm-hmm. Um, and that people were right with picking up the relationship vibes between Shuri and Namor. Mm-hmm. I do just want to say that they were given those types of vibes. I'm sorry. I understand why people didn't want it to happen, but it it didn't just come out of nowhere. I think that they had planned to do something with them. And it may not have been nothing, but just to like let there have been some type some type of romantic type of situation going on. Um, in the background of what was going on with T'Challa and baby T'Challa. Um, mm-hmm. But I just thought that was interesting because I know everybody was just like, I'm not really seeing it. It was for sure romantic vibes. But that was just me. I don't know. Yeah, and I think that script also talked about how T'Challa was supposed to be kind of like... A co-parent. Yeah. Which would have been and interesting. And then a lot of what they were going through was him with his son through all of these things, which, yeah, would have been really interesting. I would have um, loved to have seen that. Oh, my God. Because mm-hmm. I know that it's 2023 now, and certain things we would have expected to see a lot more of on television, but it is really disappointing that you don't see a lot of displays of a positive father-son relationship in the media. And I think that even despite all the craziness that would have been taking place in this film, it would have been a great display of that. And I think that that's probably what they were going with. This is an opportunity to do this and make it fit into all of the overarching Marvel stuff. I think it would have been great. I would have been so here for that. And so, it's crazy so because it wasn't until somebody brought this to my attention. And I've been and I've been watching almost everything Black Panther. Like I've seen almost all the videos out there or whatever. And like it never occurred to me that the first film was like was like really a father-son type of situation. Um losing your dad, learning from your dad, even though he's gone. Like I was like, I and it just never caught on to me and caught on to me about that. And then this the the um the synopsis for what they wanted to do for Black Panther 2 and um kind of him raising his son ah man that makes me a little emotional because I really that would have been great to see and just knowing how he felt about um what's her name Nakia knowing how he felt about Mm her um and just knowing I'm, I'm ah that dynamic would have been interesting as well because I know that he like he loves her um the fact that she didn't wait for him yeah. Probably. But the thing is, it. like, she didn't know she was ever going to see him. Yep. Again. That's true. That's true. Like, they dusted out. There was never a conversation like, oh, these people can actually come back. Mm-hmm. So, five years of grieving, I think that, you know, she was well within her rights to find somebody so she can, you know, wet things up a little bit. Oh! 
No. Oh, headliner would probably choose that for a clip, but okay. Um. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm okay, too childish so, for those types of comments. Okay, so quit it. My okay, my last two things. One, Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania underwent some reshoots recently. A lot of people are like, oh my god, oh my god. All of the pictures that I've seen were random like filler crap, like him walking up the street with something, or it's almost like they needed some other things to just piece in there, maybe a different angle of something that they were already, they had already filmed. It doesn't appear, I mean, the movie comes out next month. There's no way they're going to film a full on action sequence and have it edited and the special effects look good within and have it sent out to theaters that fast. Doesn't even make sense. Um, It comes out on February 17th. So we're almost a month away from this coming out. So, but when you see the pictures, I'll send them in the chat. It's literally like random. I'm walking up the sidewalk. Or first of all, um, can I just say, y'all, I have a gift in my hand. I had no idea that Ant Man was coming out next month. Like it didn't Mm -hmm. even register. Snuck up real fast. To me, y'all, something, something. Why does it feel like time is speeding up? This is crazy. Do we think Scott yeah. Lang is surviving? I think a lot of, because you know I'm the one that reads up on lead scripts and stuff. Everything that I've read doesn't appear that he'll go, but there definitely appears to be some casualties that might happen in this film. I wouldn't mind seeing Wasp go. Quickly. With that haircut, I would not Let her go and then let old girl take over the mantle since she was the original Wasp. I'm okay with that. Because it, it needs to happen, so I like um like I was saying, I didn't realize this movie was coming out next month. Um, you said from your leaked scripts and all that other stuff that you found that it doesn't appear that Scott Lang is dying. Um, Hank Pym might. I can um, see Hank, but I'm still I I don't I'm trying to still I guess Super Invasion hasn't come out yet. I'm wondering if Hank Pym is a scroll, if that's what that's going to turn out to be. I just want to know hmm. why they're playing this character. Where's the original? I don't know. Well, in the in the thing, they kept have them captured. Oh, they're captured. Like the, I was okay. reading the comment. They kept them, and it was like they actually went back to them, like to. I mean, because they they turn into them, but I think they still have to be educated on certain things. They need to know certain things so that it can't spoil the fact that they're a scroll. Kind of like how, like, we know that Nick Fury was one, and there were hints of it throughout the whole thing that he was one. We just never yep. knew that those were the things that we should have been paying attention to. So it's very mm. subtle, but once you mm-hmm. find out that he's a scroll, it like illuminates. It makes all the sense. Yeah, his his big moment was how he ate his sandwich. Mm. Because I think he was talking to Carol. Uh, Carol, and he told her that he doesn't cut his sandwiches in a triangle or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then we see him, or he only eats them that way or something. Or something like that. One yeah. of the two. But when you see him eating a sandwich and another thing, and he's eating it the opposite way that he told her that he always does. So it's like, oh. Which that's really smart on Marvel's part since this, the clip of him eating the sandwich came out before we actually saw him say that. So somebody sat back and was like, this is this is something we can use. Right. He did great. And thing. the fact that he's knowingly letting the scroll do all types of things. Mm-hmm. I don't Which know. I'm guessing they have to be communicating with each other. Probably this they whole probably time. They have to be. Since, they probably been communicating since um, uh, Captain Marvel when they met. Mm-hmm. Even still, and then who who was Nick talking to? Wasn't he talking to one of the scrolls up in the sky? 
I don't know, but I know, yeah, that whole thing. I want to know what he out there looking for. Where was he? Maybe that's going to tie into Fantastic Four or something. I don't know. You know, some no. of his, they, they said that Fantastic Four is supposed to be in space or something. I've been have some asking scenes for the longest time who these people are that's going to be playing the Fantastic Four. I feel like at this point, they got to know who they are, right? I would hope so. But they also <laughs> said, you're going to wait until we tell you. So I think it's odd alone. that they're holding on to it. But I think it's like if they haven't even started scripts or anything, because I think that they probably would want to make sure that whoever is cast in those roles also, um, you know, sometimes scripts can be written specifically about the people. Like they'll mm-hmm. have scenes that, that are really reflecting that particular person. Mm. So maybe they're just holding out for that. I don't know. But. I don't know. I mean, I, cause I don't know. I feel like if you already have a director, that would mean that you already have a script, right? Isn't that yeah, how they maybe work? Maybe not. Because, you know, sometimes the directors are are very influential when it comes to the writing of the script. So they may be, still be Well, like, yeah, writing. I think about Ron Coogler. He wrote his, so, mm-hmm. and directed it. Because, I mean, I know that's not always the case that the director writes it. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say, like, I just it just hit me that we're not going to get John Krasinski as 616 because he's already been introduced as another Fantastic Four person mm-hmm. in another universe. But I, I, I do think that. We, I want, do you think we might get him back for Secret Wars? Maybe. But he died, so. I know, but it, I guess it depends on when this is actually going to, when they're taking and, these people from those, but I don't know. And I'm thinking about it too, like, we know, and I guess it wouldn't, now that I'm saying it out loud, I guess it doesn't matter if John Krasinski plays um, Mr. Fantastic, Mr. Fancat, Mr. Fantastic in 616, because it's already been proven that Wanda and Doctor Strange look the same in all their universes. So it wouldn't necessarily matter if um if he was six one six. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, so it wouldn't matter if he was in it wouldn't matter if he was six one six because like I said, it's been proven that Wanda looked the same, Doctor Strange looked the same, although Peggy didn't look the same and Letitia Wright character well not Letitia Wright. What's her name? Latanya Link. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Her, right? She looks different too. So technically, if they wanted to do him in 616, they could because there's president mm-hmm. for it. But mm-hmm. I don't know if that was just fan casting, fan service, fan casting. But I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing him as Mr. Fantastic in 616. Yeah, I think he, well, I can't say he was good because he only lasted 10 minutes. But I think that he is a good actor. I really like him. Um, in almost anything I've ever seen him in. Mm-hmm. So I would love to, the, him to have an opportunity to actually expand that character so we can actually buy into him as Mr. Fantastic because the 10 minutes that we got did not show him to be the most intelligent man if you're challenging somebody like Wanda like that. Right. But, I don't know, it should be interesting. I am I know that they're going to keep all of that stuff close to the chest for a very long time. Um, I mean, so. at least, I don't know, I thought by now... Because they announced the we, film. We probably won't get casting announcements for them until this this year. Like, either right, at Comic-Con guess, or the Disney thing. Because I guess, I if it, what's the rush? I know, you're right. There is no rush. I just think, like, for them to have announced it so early that we would have... Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, they announced... And maybe they're trying to avoid that. They announced Blade when Caleb was a wee babe. Mm-hmm. And Blade and, is somewhere in... Somewhere. You know, so I guess I guess it wouldn't have mattered when they announced it. I just felt like because they announced it, they had announced it, a director with it, 
They had fired that director and then made the announcement of the new director that we would have had some type of casting information, even if it was just one person that they were in talks to being whatever. Like I'm just going to throw out there that Dovecat sounds like me when I was complaining about the direction of the MCU. <laughs> Literally. You sound exactly like me. If they're going to go ahead and tell us this movie and tell us they have a director, like, why are we still waiting on this? You sound just like me, and it brings me such joy. You're right. Such I do joy. sound like you. But however, however, mm-hmm. I didn't, there was, there was some validity to what you were saying. I just, I didn't see it because there was, there was no rush and there's no rush mm-hmm. now. I just thought it was weird that before when they have made these types of announcements, that they have mm-hmm. at least dropped one person that they have hired to do what had like we haven't even got a supporting character that's been announced like Mm-mm. nobody oh. Ashton Kutcher has been counting an unannounced role for casting an unannounced mm-hmm. role in Fantastic Four. We haven't even know, got sometimes that. they do that even when the movie ain't even come out yet. They be like exactly. we still don't know. And then we're left. Like they did with old girl Michaela Cole. They did a while before the movie even came out, and we're just like oh. And we thought then, well, I thought I would have loved it. That was just fantasy casting on my part. But like the fact that they didn't say who she would be playing, I thought for Mm -hmm. sure she was Storm. I thought for sure she was Storm and she would have been a good Storm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, last piece before we get into homework. Okay. Just want to send well wishes to Jeremy Renner. Oh, my God. Because he basically had a near-death experience on New Year's Day that left him in, like, the ICU. Um, he posted a picture and made a post from his hospital bed, so we saw how bad things got. And then what also kind of sucks is that his birthday was yesterday, January the 7th, so he spent his birthday in the hospital recovering from this really weird freak snow plowing accident that happened. So, yeah. Yeah, well wishes to him. Um, can't say that anyone was expected to see that news report come through. No, all the bad people reporting that his legs were shredded and all this other craziness, and they still haven't said any of that. However, um, it's serious enough that he is in the hospital, so I'm hoping mm-hmm. that he has, and this is not being ableist, because I'm sure that Jeffrey, um, Jeffrey, Jeremy Renner would love to keep his legs and his limbs, um, so mm-hmm. I'm hoping that he makes a full recovery and that um, he's back to acting in whatever that show is on Paramount Plus that people seem to love. And that I didn't even know he had a job right now. Yeah, it's, it's something Dry Town, something town. Let's see. I'm looking at it now. Uh, Mayor of Kingstown. Yep. Second season. Hmm. Well, look at you. Have a job. And the approval rating is only 32%, but it's great to know that um, people who are watching it regularly are enjoying it. I guess. I don't know. I haven't seen it. And it looks it looks good, but I, I don't know. I, I'm rarely on Paramount Plus, even though we have it. Um, Caleb likes watching. They have like a bunch of Nickelodeon stuff up there. Um, so he watches it a lot, but I don't know. I haven't been up there and I need to go back so we can finish or I can finish. Start. Um, Star Trek. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's what I was watching up there. But then I canceled my subscription and forgot I was watching it. So I need to go You're back and trash. finish that. But, yeah, that's all I have for blurry news. So we had the homework of watching episode nine of Andor and Batman Bad Blood. Uh-huh. I will let 
Dovecat lead us through Andor episode nine um, because I'm not calling anybody out or anything, but someone didn't find, watch both of the episodes. So I just feel like because someone didn't watch both of the episodes, that person should just walk us through the episode that they did watch without saying names and stuff like that. Um, sir, if you watched it, and I, I mean, did I never it. said that I watched it. So you just told your or told everyone that I did watch it. And also told everyone that you did not. But what? Oh, elimination? Hey, I, I, I didn't say everything. I'll, I will lead you into it. It was episode nine. The episode is called Nobody's Listening. What were your thoughts here? All right, Nobody's Listening. This is the one where our girl got tortured, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let me tell y'all something. Um, whoever is running these Star Wars franchises shows, I don't know if it's um if it's um John Luke, whatever his name is. Um George Lucas. George, thank you. I called him John. George, I don't know if it's him, but what I do know is they do a very good job of making it very apparent that what's at stake. Mm-hmm. Um and what's at stake, and I really feel like I feel what the other people are feeling when they're under the pressure in this make-believe world of the Empire. Um, when she was torturing old girl, or when she was trying to torture old girl, I was nervous for Bix. I was like, oh, it ain't going to end well. She going to sing like a canary. Mm-hmm. And I keep hoping that it was just going to come out that she was feeding her false information, but I don't know if that's the case. Um, what else? Uh, what's going on with old boy? Which old boy, Luton? Is that the one with the chin that I want to punch? The one that's chasing Cassian? Oh, no, 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 no. You talking about the other one, the one who ain't got no spine. Uh-uh. He's a wackadoo. Why is he up on that lady? <laughs> I'm sorry, because I, I just feel like as black people, we do reviews a certain type of way. And why is he up on that lady? Just took me out. Damn, it's like he was... He was like, he sounds weird as hell. He's talking about, I've been looking for you. Mm-hmm. To tell you thank you for giving me a promotion. And she's weirded the hell out. And she should be. Right. Like, she's trying to be tough, but she's scared. You know? And she just like, back up off me. Right. Six feet COVID. Move. (laughs) It was weird. I was like, what's really going on? I don't know. Weirded out. Anyways, him. Weird. Um, How was your reaction finding out that the prisoners weren't actually being released? They were just being sent from one prison to another when their sentence was over. I was like, what is going on? It's, it's just insidious. Like, you give these people six years, right? And like... Excessive, excessive sentences for what exactly, they should Exactly, for very small things. And then you're trying to tell me that after the six years, say Cassian's supposed to serve, that he's not going to be released. You're just going to release him back onto a different floor. Like, that's wild. And people don't know anything about it. That's crazy crazy and i was like i was wondering what the communication was and i'm still not really clear on the sign language and stuff that's going on um and i think it's interesting and now it makes sense now because this is going into episode was it 10 going into episode Mm -hmm. episode 10 a little bit um but at the end of episode i think it's the end of episode nine him and the dude claw are talking after the dude has had a stroke and died and they're talking and um, talking about they don't have the guards to do whatever. And it didn't occur to me, why was Claw running that floor? Why did they give him that responsibility of keeping everybody in line? And it's like, because they don't have the manpower to do it themselves. Yeah, that, and I think that they knew that they could use him. 
I think that Claw is the person who had the shortest sentence in there at that point in time and that to make sure he got out on time, if they gave him the power to regulate stuff so that nothing went bad, mm-hmm. then he would make sure that stuff kept going just so he can get out at the time that he thought he was going to get out. Right. It was just all manipulation. They were all playing with them. And I would have lost my shit. And well, the he- fact that they killed everybody on the floor. Yeah. And it's crazy because... You could tell that when he found out the information that he was just like floored because that's all he had been working for. The first towards. thing he said when Cassian came in was that he only had a certain amount of days left. Yes. He'd been counting down how soon he was supposed to be leaving. Like yep. most prisoners, they, they know when they're supposed to go and they are going to make sure that, that nothing happens that's going to keep that from happening. I was like, this is interesting. But, um, because I was I was in my phone at one point and then I looked up and I was like, wait, why Cassian and Kino working together? Let me rewind right. that because I must have missed something. And I was like, oh, yeah, I would have I flipped sides just real quick. Mm-mm, what we need to do to get up out of here? <laughs> I need to finish this next episode to see how this all plays out. They uh, That plan executed perfectly. Perfect. Okay. So let's stop talking about it. Um, also, 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 they revealed in that episode that the gay girl who mm-hmm. ain't is is love struck and wants mm-hmm. to spend more time with her boo instead of doing work for the rebellion. Um, was the is she the sister of the senator? What is she to the senator? The sister, right? I think so. Let me make sure. Baby, I when know. I saw that, they could have they could have bought me with a penny. No, she's our cousin. Oh, okay. She's her cousin. I just, this whole thing. And also, this might have been in episode 10. I'm going to stop talking about it. I think it was in episode 10. That the girl that we were just talking about, her girlfriend, is still at um Ferrex. And um, she better not do nothing to Cassie and Mama. I know that. Right. I know that. So, I don't, I'm just like, why y'all want to kill Cassie? Why was yeah, he like, uh, like, I had to stop myself because I realized I was about to say something that happened. Yeah, don't say it. Just seemed like Actually, I you may have watched it, but since we're gonna talk about it in its entirety, I'm gonna hold off on it. Okay, I just like why is Cassian expendable? Like, why would you get him like poach him, get him to do this, then just for him for you to try to kill him? Which I think probably was the plan all along, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he was just able to get away. Well, wait till you see ten. 10 was easily my favorite. Oh, really? it was definitely my favorite. Mm-hmm. But it took too many episodes for it to pick up. Yeah, the execution to get it out, get out of there was, I mean, it was done so well. And, you know, it's not without casualty, but it's like you see that people, it's almost very reminiscent of Rogue One. Like when you, all the eyes are stacked against you, you're willing to do whatever, you will die for whatever reason. And I think you actually hear Kino say something very similar to that, that he would rather die trying to get out of there than stay in there forever doing this stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. And then Cassian also said, which kind of made me, when he said it, it brought me back to Rogue One. And I can't remember, I think it was in episode nine, where he was basically just like, I'd rather die trying to take them out. Yeah, it was in 10. It was at the beginning of 10 when they first started to, yeah. He was like, I'd rather die taking them out than die doing what it is that they want me to do. And mm-hmm. sir, you for sure carried out that thought to fruition in Rogue One. Okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still mad at how that ended. I'm angry at how it ended. I mean, but it had to be done. It I guess. Done. So I, I don't want to go any further, but um, I'm trying to think of what else happened in episode nine. 
Um, the dude that I don't like, the crazy, the creepy one now, his mama is mm-hmm. a piece of work. I kind of want her to be killed off. I kind of hoping that he not choke her. That can't be my solution to everything. It can't be, but it's easier. Because I say that all the time now. If there's a character that I don't like or I feel like it's trash, I'd be like, kill him. Just go ahead and kill him. Mm-hmm. Kill no, the character no, no. off. We don't need them here anymore. We don't care to have them anymore. Mm-mm. Not at all. Okay, well, next episode we record, we'll be finishing up episode 10. Mm-hmm. Watching episode 11, mm-hmm. which is called Daughter of Ferrix, and episode 12, which is Rick's Road. That the, is that the last one? Mm-hmm. We'll finish it up? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll finish it up. And then I guess we'll go ahead and talk about our other bit of homework then. Batman Bad Blood. Baby. Was Damien not hilarious to you in this ep- this movie? There was a moment yeah. when he was talking to Dick Grayson and Dick Grayson says something. He stared at him with a straight face and just said, shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. Died. Let me tell you something. When he, they were fighting, I think when they were going to save Bruce or they, well, they mm-hmm. accidentally, um, what was it when they were saving Bruce? Nah, because he was, um, I think this is after the fact. Anyways, he was just like, oh boy, he had him like, like by a rope or something. And he had went over the mm-hmm. edge with some blades and he was just like, justice, not vengeance. Justice, yes. not vengeance. Justice, not vengeance. And then he pulled him up and he was gone. He was like, damn. <laughs> and then we're right about his business. <laughs> why? Why did you skip Bad Blood? Why did you want to see Bad Blood before? Because, just uh, okay, so my my tolerance for Batman is a little low, but I'm actually mad that I had to skip Bad Blood because it was actually really good. It was. <laughs> it was really I, um, I loved it. Damien, I am ready for them to age Damien up some. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that comes in the other films, but I'm I'm tired of him being a, a baby adult, and I want him to be like a maybe a a baby, like more of a teenager, like like teen, like an actual teen titan, mm-hmm. and not like a little kid giving you like like yeah, almost almost Nightwing age, yeah, like in that, I, not that old, but you know enough to yeah. you know you're not looking at him on like standing at table uh, height or something. Yeah, because I'm annoyed because this is what it is. I'm annoyed that he's so young with a potty mouth because I'd be wanting to pop him in the lips. And I might feel better if he had the same mouth if he was a little bit older. Right. Um, and can I... You know what I got me? Kate, what, go Kate ahead. getting her ass whooped all the time. Girl, Kate was getting slung everywhere. First of all, <laughs> I feel like Kate just came out of left field. And that wig, just as bad as the live action version that was on CW. Terrible. What you reminded me of? I was like, this is giving me CW vibes. I was like, so this is mm-hmm. definitely where they got it from. Um, mm-hmm. that red hair and her, the fact that she was they. I like to say that this film was very progressive and diverse. It mm-hmm. had a lesbian, and she was a redhead because for some reason people think that redheads don't get cast anymore. So she was a redhead mm-hmm. and she was a lesbian. Okay, Batwing, who I was not familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, which there was a moment that she irritated me. When he appeared and he told them that his name was Batwing and she looks at him and so it was like, she sarcastically says something about it, not that being creative or mm. something. I'm like, girl, your name is Batwoman. You didn't try either. Clearly. And, 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 and can I just say that y'all just going to still, well, Batwing is somebody different, but Batwoman, you just going to pick up his whole aesthetic. Oh, Don't thanks. ask him. If it's okay or if it's cool, you just gonna pick up his aesthetic and make it feminine 
and be Batwoman, which is fine because we know that he's that we that she's around. But I was just like, oh, so you're just not gonna ask permission? You just gonna do whatever mm-hmm. it is that you want to do because you want to do it. And even Batman Absolutely. was just like, should I kill her? Yeah, the fact that he said that he wasn't sure, (laughs) it was like, she's talented, but I don't know if I need to take her down or allow her to be like, do we go ahead and take her out? Because she's going to be more of a problem. She literally was a problem. The reason that Batman even got captured because she was in the way. Exactly. Because I was just like, so ain't nobody going to ask permission. Okay. Batwing, I can kind of understand. His was kind of out of like, you know, he couldn't ask because Bruce was missing and um, his daddy was sick. But so you're just gonna pick it up because you want to, not because you care or anything. And I'm just like, how? Like, why do you feel like you're doing it? Because I don't want to ever have to be saved by Batman again. Take some self-defense classes. They don't mean you need to be diving off of buildings with a red wig on. And I didn't understand why she was so angry at him. I'm like, girl, he didn't do nothing but save you. That's number Mm -hmm. one. So then you pick up the mantle. Even when she was explaining it to Dick, she kind of seemed like almost like hero worshiping type of situation like she kind of seemed how she was like a fan but then man it was weird i didn't like her whole dynamic it was weird to me um also can i just say that i have a crush on the animated dick grayson as well as the live action (laughs) what is that about oh Mm-mm. It's the chain. It's like the Dick Grayson black shirt and chain combo was giving me Vashon. You know what I'm saying? Well, at least you could tell that they are very consistent and they definitely have him being comic book accurate. Oh, because the yeah. live action work got him down. And then this, I was wondering how you were going to receive the the animated one, but he was. I mean, it was good. I mean, he was he was like a spit. And also, can I just say that these are really adult cartoons. Mm-hmm. really adult and like the way that he was talking to old girl which i thought was starfire but it wasn't i thought the, it was too i thought he called her Corey. did he it just said woman because when i was watching the subtitle it said woman i thought that if it was starfire it would have said starfire or Corey, but it didn't it just said woman yeah i think he said Corey on the phone when he was talking to her google it while you but yeah i was just like who dick grayson i get it i get it i get it i get it Live action and animated. I get it. I understand. Also, um, I am glad that they let Alfred do a little bit of um, crime fighting. I was just like, they better let him be Pennyworth instead of just useless pressing buttons. Okay, so it was um, Corey he was on the phone with. Okay. Which also makes sense because she would be hearing all the stuff in the background and it wouldn't be alarming that she's hearing fighting and stuff. Right, but then she's like, what's going on in the background? It's like she didn't, that's why I thought it was maybe some random person because I was just like, if it was Corey, then she would know and she would understand about the whole Bruce situation. I don't know, maybe he's treating it just like most men or women. I don't want her to say anything. I don't want to say anything because they might worry that something crazy is happening. I want them to explain how Batman, Dick Grayson, Damien, any of these little hoes be out here just wrecking shop. Like there was a scene where the guy who was flying had these green things flying out. Like he shot out little green or machine things and Dick Grayson jumps over and kicks each one of them and they just explode. Like what type of things are in your shoes? Like, cause you are a, person you're not you have no super abilities i ain't never heard them say that the suit was actually giving him enhanced powers and maybe it is i don't know but he jumped and kicked them and they just exploded just exploded i don't know i don't i can, don't know about the way about it. can i just say that onyx was badass 
I that was the, the fake uh, Bruce Wayne. No, nah, that was heretic. Onyx was um, she was bald. Oh, oh, the girl, girl, girl. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Side note: the person who plays the voice of Talia Agu mm-hmm. is the the girlfriend in Deadpool. Really? Mm-hmm. She plays her voice. And let me ask you a question: What's wrong with her? Um, I didn't she understand. I didn't understand, right? How? Mm-hmm. Because it looks like these movies kind of followed each other. So Batman mm-hmm. versus Robin was supposed to have been. We would should have watched Batman versus Robin and then watched Bad Blood because it seemed like it flowed. Because at the end of Batman and Robin, he dropped him off of that monastery so he could get better. And mm-hmm. um, and then but we she, get, but you remember going before that. Before that, I think also was a part of the thing, the Son of Batman movie. Uh huh. So I think I don't know. I can't remember exactly, but was it in Batman versus Rock? No, I think she was only in Son of Batman. So her anger stemmed two two movies ago. But I didn't understand because I don't remember her ending it on a bad note. Which is why when she's in this Batman Bad Blood, she's acting like a crazy person. It just didn't make sense to me because it didn't connect. Because I don't remember her being that crazy about Bruce. I'm reading the last couple paragraphs. So, after a brutal fight, Damien manages to defeat Deathstroke, but refuses to kill him because it's not what his father would do. The underwater base is destroyed when the man bats, overwhelmed by sonar devices placed by Batman, break the glass. Batman, Talia, and Damien escape to safety, but the unconscious Deathstroke is left behind. Discussing what to do with Damien now that Deathstroke has been neutralized, Batman believes that Damien should stay with him and remain as Robin while Talia wishes to recreate the league with Batman and Damien. Talia relents and allows Damien to stay in Gotham with his father, but states her intention to return for him someday. So maybe she felt like her anger was rooted in almost feeling abandoned because her dad was gone too. I think I think Raza Gul died in this one. He did die. He died in. Um, so he died in this one, and then her son, son Batman, basically opted to go with. He already started to adopt more of Batman's beliefs, and ended up going with them. So maybe she felt abandoned, but and I, just, I guess oh. she felt like she can control Batman and get him to do what he she wanted him to do. Then her son would probably naturally come with because she's her son was never the priority in this movie. Her son. Like Batman was the priority to get him. She didn't even want them to bother with Damien until she was done. If she, well, shoot, even while they were there, she was he was expendable. Then this is what I don't mm-hmm. like. Y'all know how I feel about it. I just wanted to make sense. I don't like when they kind of put these tropes on female characters. So you telling me she was acting a damn fool because of her love for Bruce over a man, I mean, over a man. I mean, if if he anything like Dick Grayson, the way he was slanging things around here with Starfire, I mean, she might be going crazy too. <laughs> really, y'all really out here want me to believe that this lady who was a badass in her own right is pining away for Bruce Wayne, who don't commit to nobody, mm-hmm. and she thought that by controlling him, that she was gonna finally get the attention or finally get what it is that she felt like she was she needed to get from him. I, I she like, thought she nah. was going to be able to keep him from having the baby. When she had the baby, she thought that would have been enough to keep him. But then why would she keep it away from him? That's why I was just like, girl, what are you talking about? Her art didn't yeah, make sense to me. She's she going through it. She that art did it. not make sense to me. And she was just like, well, if I can't have you, maybe I can have you in death. And then she jumped out the window. I'm like, girl, and got her ass beat by Onyx. I don't right. know. I just didn't think it made sense. Let's see. Um, I don't know. Overall, I thought this was a good one. It was. I thought it was a good one. Um, I didn't like I Kate. Glad that we skipped. Yeah, Kate was. 
<sighs> she was a lot. She was a lot and nothing at all. Cause I was just like, like how you doing? Girl, you, girl, what, you, what is you? I said, what is you doing? She made me mad the whole time. I like Batwing. Um, I wasn't familiar with his um his character. And um, yeah, me either. Now I need to look. I, I still look. don't know a lot about him. But I thought it was but, cool. Like, I was interesting because like, he was he was very much he felt like a futuristic Batman. Mm-hmm. Which was cool as hell. So yeah, I um I'm just like this is a Batwing, this Bat family. Y'all just how y'all not gonna ask the man who started it? Help me. I don't get it either. But I don't know. I, I thought it was I thought it was cool. I guess it's canon that he's a black guy. Um, I'm seeing pictures of him um being cast as a black guy. Um I did I did at the end see um because I was wondering where Barbara Gordon was. I was hoping that we were gonna get Barbara Gordon. That's what I thought we were getting when I saw the Batgirl and well the Batwoman. And um, I guess if I knew DC comics like that, then I would know that the color arrangements were not right for it to be Barbara Gordon. Um, but that I would have liked to have seen Which her. Which one is that one supposed to be? Who? That girl at the end, that bat girl. Who's that supposed to be? It's not. That's not Barbara. No, 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 no. I was no. I'm. I know that's Barbara. I was like, what I was oh. thinking was that the girl, bad woman that we got introduced to. I thought that was Barbara until they said oh. Katie, and I said, who is Katie? Got it. Got it. But I don't know what Katie, Barbara Gordon. And I was like, and then it made sense at the end when I saw her in the color combination of her suit. I was just like, okay. Now, see, mm-hmm. that's where I think Damien should be aged up to. Because you can tell that she's younger than Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And older. Like, she's almost like a young woman. Like, she looks like she's maybe in, like, her early 20s. That's where I want Damien to be. These two, y'all listening. If y'all do any more animated films and y'all want to age up Damien, that's where he should be. He should be about 2021 20, now. I'm tired. But um, I was like, well, this is cute. They introduced her at the end and she seems happy-go-lucky and just ready to, <laughs> to solve I'm crime. Just, I'm just mad that yet another person out here dressed up as one of these Batman characters. <laughs> y'all need to find something else to do. Y'all need hobbies because this is not. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. I understand that Batman is a cool kid. You know, he's a cool character. Everybody likes him. But y'all really just going to be taking on this man's aesthetic and not ask him nothing? My thing is, y'all see what this man go through and this is what you decided for you wanted your, for your life. Yes. Can I, can I also say I hate how they look, how they made them look like football players. I don't like it. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Because all of them, when I saw the Justice League movie, the Flash was shaped the same way. Aquaman was shaped the same way. Superman was shaped the same way. Batman was shaped the same way. Dick is shaped, he looks smaller, but yet still shaped the same way. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying I want him to be fat, but I'm just like, do they all have to look like they are linebackers? Can it's it be a more suit. natural build? They say you're going to get all these shoulders. So that's right. That's exactly what oh, they gave me, all the shoulders. But um, I'm ready to see Batwoman. I haven't seen her. I mean, not Batwoman, Catwoman. Selena Kyle, where you at? I think she's going to be in Hush. Is she in Hush? I think she's in Hush. Let me see. Looking, looking. I guess she's not. Why did I think she was in Hush? Let me see. So, uh, I don't think she's in that. And then, let me look. Okay, so we just watched animated films here. Bad Blood. Is she in the Killing Joke? That was because some of these are separate from the actual universe we're watching. Mm-hmm. Come on, uh, Vanessa Williams doing the voice of Amanda Waller. I love me some Vanessa and, uh, Williams, yeah. The Suicide Squad animated movie. I love her in Dance With Me. It's one of my favorite films with Vanessa Williams. 
I haven't watched that movie in years. My dad loved it though. Me, because me and your daddy are kindred spirits. Okay. Don't don't. Do he's it. gonna teach me how to bachata. Okay, I'm gonna no, learn. He's not. We're not. Yes, we're not is. gonna do this, y'all. Nope. We need to make it happen, okay? So y'all send positive vibes to JB's way so he can talk to his dad so his dad can teach me how to bachata. Okay, so apparently she is in Hush. Don't ignore me. And she was in Bad Blood. Who was in Bad Blood? Selena Kyle. She was a part of her dream sequence when Bruce Wayne was like dreaming and all them girls went to bed and all the other stuff. She Which was one, one was she? Mm-hmm. I guess he was having a threesome. Yeah, she was supposed to be one of them. But yeah, she's going to be in Hush. Hmm. Hush is the sequel to the one that we watched out, watched today. Oh, so is that the next one we're watching, or is there something before that one? Oh, that's further down the line. Oh, okay. The ne- I think we've already watched. Um, we already watched the Titans versus um, the Justice League, I believe. Hmm. So I think the next one would be Justice League Dark, which is the um, the one that has. Uh, it's another Batman. Batman's in there, but Zatanna's in there, and uh, Constantine is in here. Okay. Did you send me the list and did I save it? I think I sent you the list, but I don't know if it was saved on either end because I keep having to go to Wikipedia and look at the list in order. I thought she sent me the list. I don't have it. And plus, my phone does the auto delete stuff now. So, yeah, that's what it does now. But so that means, are we going to watch that one next, Justice League Dark, for the next recording? Yeah. Okay. So that means you're committing to basically three episodes of Andor. And uh-huh. Justice League Dark. I'm writing it on my little notepad. Justice League right. Well, that's all I have. Did you have anything before we closed out? No, I don't. I'm over here looking at Justice League Dark, looking at pictures. And um, is it going to be scary? Am I going to be scared? No, it's just adding that little mystical element to it. The magic that you haven't really seen too much of in any of the other previous things. Think of it as like, this is the introduction of Doctor Strange. Not mm. really. But, you know, how Doctor Strange brought magic into the MCU. This is kind of what this film is doing. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, 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 And then after that, our next, the one we'll watch is Teen Titans, the Judas Contract. And that's the one where we get to see um, Star how Starfire and Dick Grayson meet for the first time. Mm. Is he head over heels when he first meets her? Um... Visually, he sees her, yes, and then a lot. I don't know if I told you this or if you already knew this, but Starfire learns the languages of the people. I think I mentioned when we were watching Titans that she learns the language of the in general by kissing someone who mm. knows it. So she ended up kissing Grayson the first time they met, <laughs> and then Kid Flash was like, um, "Does she want to learn Spanish? I know a little bit of Spanish." <laughs> I'm over here typing. If that's what you hear, the click clacking of my keys. And I'm looking it up to see who's in it. Oh, in um, Teen Titans the Judas Contract? Uh-huh. Oh, that's the one that intru- introduces Tara. The girl I told you is like my favorite. Mm-hmm. On that dirt. She like, yeah, she controls the dirt and stuff. She's voiced by Christina Ricci. Oh, that's cute. I see, I see Damien's still a baby. Still a boy. I'm wondering if Titans is going to adapt some of this storyline because Sebastian Blood is in this. And Tara's in there, and um, they're probably not going to bring in Blue Beetle, but Slade comes back and everything, too. I was um, I was just thinking that I think it would be dope as hell if they introduced Damien on Teen Titans, our show. I think that would be cool. It's about time, honestly. Um, but, oh, God, the, 
Jason Todd was already like a child. How much Junior? Maybe ain't gonna be on it, like in a walker. I won't. I won't. I want him to age up Damien, and I still want him to be a mystery to Bruce. And instead of Bruce trying to get to know him, he just ships him to Teen Titans to Dick, and we get. And I don't know, Dick seems a little bit more mature, so we may not get the bickering that we get in these animated films, but Mm -hmm. the rivalry, and you know what? We may have gotten that with Jason Todd because Jason Todd was competing. Dick wasn't paying him any mind. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think that if the same thing were to happen with Damien, it would play out the same way. Jason, I mean, Dick Grayson would be like, boy, I'm over here trying to clap Starfire's cheeks. I don't have time for this. Uh, uh, uh. Well, I guess oh, we'll see. Fine. I don't know when Titans is going to come back because originally it was rumored to come back this month, but I don't know if that's going to happen. So you said Hopefully something about February. Half, yeah, one place it was saying it was going to be January, but now maybe it's February now. I don't know. I guess we'll see. But I guess with that, blurs, nerds, and everybody else, we will talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>